Welcome to episode 156 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Alexander Bond. She is a design fellow at Sequoia Creative Labs. Uh, before that, she was at Pinterest. She's an awesome designer, illustrator, creator. Uh, we had a really great time hanging out and talking about her story. But before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, and that is Wayno. Wayno, know them, love them. They are an agency here in San Francisco doing stunning work for clients that you know and love. People like Dropbox and Google, and Reuters and Airbnb and Lonely Planet and on and on and on. Their work is amazing and they just want you to go check it out. If you go to wayno.co, that's U-E-N-O dot C-O, you can check out their portfolio, read through some really great design case studies. Uh, and if that kind of work is appealing to you and you want to level up and work with one of the greatest teams in the business, they're hiring. They have a careers link at the top of their website. You should click it. Tell them we sent you. If you feel like you need to meet people before you uh, do something like switch jobs, they host a happy hour every Friday night. They have a special guest in that Hallie will chat with and you can meet a lot of cool, awesome people. We've had a lot of fun going to several of them in the past and we'd love to see you there in the future. Uh, to learn more about those, just follow Wayno on Twitter. Uh, we'll have the link in the show notes. At U-E-N-O-D-O-T-C-O. Wayno.co spelled out. Yes. Thank you so much to Wayno for sponsoring this episode and making what we do possible. Yes. Thank you to Wayno. And with that, let's get into episode 156 with Alex Bond. So I just say my name, what I do. However you want to introduce nope. yourself to you the world. You missed it. That was your no! opportunity. <laughs> I like that. That's actually a good. <laughs> so what do that I actually say? actually encapsulates me perfectly. <laughs> Uh, okay, so my name is Alexandra Bond, uh, Alex for short, because that's a lot of syllables. It is. And I am a design fellow at Sequoia Capital, which is located in Menlo Park. Cool. What are you working on right now? Uh, right now, we just wrapped up a product friction audit on one of the portfolio companies uh, called PlanGrid uh, and presented it. And we'll be hopefully rolling some stuff out with the engineers soon. What is a product friction audit? Good question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, great question. I tried to Professional ask. interviewer Brian Lovin. Look at these interviewing I would say skills. I've uh, practiced a couple times. You're like a real podcast. <laughs> 155 like times. It took him that long to get to one good question. <laughs> well, it was worth it. Thank you. Because these are good questions. Thank you. Uh, so friction audit. Uh, I owe that term to James Buckhouse. Shout out to James. He'll probably listen to this. He's uh, the design partner manager at uh, Sequoia Creative Labs. Uh, so he actually dreamed up this program where he could bring in designers to actually be an asset to their portfolio companies and come in, talk to the founders, talk to the team and see where products are having problems and where design can help them solve those problems. So we often spend some time with the team. We spend some time with the product. We do some research on our own. We do some research with uh, users, potential users, and we come up with a thesis as to like, hey, here's what we can improve. And then we design. So we've been using the Google Sprint process uh, all the way through Pixels. So a friction audit is also solving the points of friction as well. It's not just identifying. Yeah, yeah. That's how we've been approaching it as a team. So we meet with the team and then go away, meet for a few weeks and actually do this crazy sprint on like, here's yeah. the problem we've identified. 
design a bunch of prototypes uh, down to the pixels. You know, we've been using Envision, but Figma's really cool. We just got it. <laughs> nice <laughs> not to, plug. Not to plug, <laughs> but it's great. Uh, and then we actually present our, you know, thesis and our findings to the team along with our suggested design solutions. Who's we? We means uh, myself and Jen Wibowo, who is the other current design fellow. She's incredible. Uh, and then James just sort of manages us and he brings us into the team. He's total pro, but really it's just her and I. Cool. Yeah. How many audits have you done? Uh, so this would be the first and we're starting our second. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been at, is it Sequoia Creative Labs or Sequoia Design Fellows? Sequoia what? Creative Labs. And yeah. you're a design fellow. Sequoia at, Creative yeah. Labs Design Fellows. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. Sequoia Creative Labs is like where we are. Uh, design Fellows is the program. The one phrase <laughs> okay. with more syllables than Alexandra Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just try to like amplify syllables because it makes Well, it sounds easier. very important. Thank you. That's You're good. Welcome. I'm glad that doesn't sound like garbage or something. No, no. So okay. how long have you been there? Uh, six months. Yeah. So the beginning was they actually were had a little bit of a lag. So I helped out with some presentations, uh, you know, that typical stuff. We actually got into doing some really fun stuff for their offsite, which was called Basecamp with like a bunch of crazy like Condi Rice and crazy people. Ah, so Dropbox was involved. <laughs> uh, what? Am I, cre- am I being is stupid? It, no, isn't no. Condi Rice at Dropbox now? I thought she was is on their she? board. No. Something. Maybe. Dropbox is a Sequoia portfolio company. So that hey. would make sense. Yeah. Hey, you'd be surprised. It's basically like all the companies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big portfolio. Yeah. All the, yeah. So we did that and then we were able to get started with Plan Grid. Cool. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, do you know like what the the plan is? <laughs> the plan for the grid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you find like the right company to work with? Because if their portfolio mm-hmm. does have a lot, like how do you identify yeah. who needs design help right now? It's typically at the request of uh, founders or people working in the company. Uh, so James kind of got this program up and running, and he's you know pitching it to people. Really, he's being a design advocate in venture capital, kind of like John Maida, right? Uh, helping them take it seriously, uh, which is incredible. So just in his conversations, like what can you, what, what can you use help with? Uh, do you need some design help with stuff as he's working with partners? Yeah. Yeah. What have you noticed as far as these portfolio companies or startups' willingness to trust in design or want to work with design? Uh, they are head over heels knocking down the door. Oh. Please come in here and help us, which is amazing because that says a lot about the way that founders view design as valuable. So there's only two of you helping out? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of amazing. Uh, It's two of us and then James will facilitate uh, and be like, okay, like here's the contacts and we'll brainstorm and critique together. Uh, But we're the ones doing the design work most of the time and he throws in suggestions. But he's also managing content and other important things within Sequoia. So we're just kind of left from devices. It's really the best of both worlds in some way. It's like we're this little startup team where so we can be super agile and move crazy fast. And we don't have any really approval processes. And yet we have the backing of Sequoia. Yeah, right. right. And then people are excited when you come in there because they're like, yay, help us. And you're not fighting against anyone. It's kind of a dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. We great. should start at the beginning and then work back and then talk sure. a little more about some stuff happening yeah. there. Where are you from? I am from Evergreen, Colorado. I hear 
You Evergreen. Are, are you from? Have you heard of it? <laughs> I have heard of Evergreen, Colorado. Yeah. It's a nice town. little town. Nice town. Here you're from there as well. I I am from there. That's so weird. You uh, you are two of 10,000 people. Congratulations. Small world. Yeah. Small I wish world. we could convey the the true reaction we had when we found out we were from the same hometown. Yeah, we didn't know until literally but an hour ago. Three years apart. Yeah. Yeah, truly. We didn't know each other until this moment. Yeah. And now we have so much in common. And now the we're lake, talking about the lake, little bear. the little bear, the weird pizza, right, all Bryn? the stuff. <sighs> he hates that pizza. Bryn is It's just not there. good. You put honey on pizza? <laughs> no, you That's put honey silly. on the Colorado, crust, Everyone dog. is high in Colorado. <laughs> Obviously, you put honey on pizza. <laughs> Don't you know anything, Bryn? Come the on. pizza pre-honey was all right. Okay. The cheese is real salty and good. I'm not going to lie. I do like Bojo's. Hey, shout out Bojo's. Shout yeah. out Bojo's on the river. It's not everyone's piece of mm-hmm. cake or whatever. Piece of pie. Piece of pie. <laughs> pizza, pizza pie. Nailed it. Pizza. Yeah, that's, Nailed it. That's the phrase. Not a copywriter. <laughs> Didn't say that. Just a designer. Just a designer. You want to just like reminisce about Evergreen for the next hour? We have we have plenty of time. Oh, yeah. That's a design thing. I think this is interesting for most people. Right? Yeah. No. All edit right. this out. No, no, no. You're from, <laughs> you're from Evergreen. Yeah. Uh... When did you start getting interested in design? Or you also yeah. do a lot of other stuff God, outside of design, so like you. art in general. Yeah, it's actually. <laughs> thank you for noticing. I have a quantity. Well, of dear God. I'm saying thank you uh, because I admire that you understand the difference. I guess because people are like, well, are you just an illustrator? And the that illustrator is a, that is like a so- <laughs> like that's um sort of a sore spot for me, <laughs> uh, just because like I I love all types of design, mm-hmm. visual to you know really visual to aesthetic, you know art illustration all the way to product, mm-hmm. and I do get annoyed when people are like, oh well, you just do aesthetics or illustration. I'm like uh-huh. no, I can do so much or more. I bet you draw the most beautiful wireframes. Yeah, do you want me to draw these for you? Those wireframes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> patterns. Yeah, uh, patterns. the hundred days of patterns. The hundred days of yeah. patterns. Are you still doing that? I am. I took a few weeks off um, and just said that was Isn't okay. Isn't that cheating? It is cheating. And so, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. telling Elle. Yeah. Please tell Elle Luna that I cheated, <laughs> I cheated and I'm sorry. All right. I'll tweet it after this episode. I'll do an apology pattern. You yeah. Can, an apology medium post with <laughs> I'm sorry. My medium post to Elle Luna. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> an open letter to Elle Luna. <laughs> I, I, I fucked up. Sorry. Okay. I can't. I, I can curse. You can. Okay. I fucked up. When did you start getting into... <laughs> Yeah. Art or design or both? Yeah. So actually, I was born in California, interestingly mm. Whoa. enough. Whoa. Okay. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. I grew up in Evergreen, but I was born in California. I don't know how I feel Actually, about this. Bay Area, Walnut Creek, and I moved oh, to hey. Evergreen. So we actually- I know both of those places. Hey. Those are names of cities. Hey, you're in this conversation too. <laughs> Look at that. It's yeah. like I live here. <laughs> it's like you're in this podcast. <laughs> um, eh. So uh, my family would go to Disneyland, actually. This is the earliest I can trace it. When I first noticed design, or didn't have the word for it. But I remember going to Disneyland, which is so strange, but thinking like, this is someone's job. Like, huh. And I, I think I noticed user experience design without having the word for it. I noticed visual design without having a word for it. But just being really entranced with everything from color palette to the you know drawings to the idea of experience design on a ride and just being like what is this right and really i didn't know about design as a discipline until maybe senior year of high school i was just like i guess i could study that were yeah. you were you doing any sort of work at the time, like drawing or? Oh yeah, I mean, I drew. I always drew when I would write little. When I was young, I would like write books and like 
staple them together and illustrate them. And oh, yeah, I mean, that was my thing. Okay. Right? And I, I actually kind of hated it because people were so <laughs> down on creative. It was my kids. thing. I hated it. Well, no, I, I was good at it, but I, I always wanted to be, I never saw that as being smart. Right. Like, Ooh, I, I wanted to not be smart. I wanted to be one of the cool kids. You wanted to be cool. Well, I don't know. Ever, in Evergreen, it was cool to be smart. I could be wrong. It was cool to be smart. Brian's like, <laughs> I like, never yeah, experienced yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. not a very popular <laughs> child. <laughs> no, but I, you know what I mean, right? Like, I wanted to be good at math because I, I actually never thought that that was a good talent to have for your career. I remember just being like, I'm just going to study this. I'm going to get my fine arts degree in design, and I'll be happy if I just have a stupid job at an elementary school. And like, as long as I can do this, I like it. You and know, who's the cool kid now? Hey, I am not cool at all. Oh. Yeah, you're cool. I was You've... trying to feed a compliment. But... Oh. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so senior yeah. year, uh, yeah. you started to take it more seriously? Well, uh, it was sort of like schools coming up, what do you want to study? Think about it, right? And okay, you know, there's business, uh, nothing wrong with business degree, but I started seeing like, oh, graphic design. I actually, t- you know, senior year, I took a graphic design class at Evergreen High School. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, this is a career. That's interesting. You make posters. I mean, at that point, too, product design, it was just design. There weren't these big differentiations in the industry. Like our graphic design course was like, do a logo, do a poster. And I was like, this is cool. I'm a, I like computers. I like visuals. I'll study this in college. Where did you end up going to school? So I actually ended up going to Colorado State. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. My parents said go that buffs. they would. Hey, go buff. <laughs> yeah, go buff. I know. <laughs> yeah. So my, you know, my parents said, hey, we'll pay for your college as long as you go in state. And I was like, cool, see you, right? That's where you go and look it up online. They don't have a design program, which is interesting. We just talked about it. I'm not sure if they even have one to this day. Uh, so the only, the other biggest school that had a design program was uh, CSU. They had a big enough design program and yeah, ended up going. What kind of design was it? Just a general design. But it wasn't like a BFA, it was like a design. Oh, sorry, fine arts. Fine arts. Oh, yeah, it was so fine. Okay. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts Got it. Uh, in graphic design. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And throughout college, what were you making or what, what did you start to yeah. hone in on as things you were interested in? So interesting, actually. So they make us do two years of foundations at CSU, of fine arts foundations. So I was like figure drawing. I was just like a mess, like oil painting, like building my own canvases, because that's how they approach it from a fine arts perspective. Uh, and then you finally get to go in on the computer machine and do actual design. Ah, the computer uh, machine. Yeah, I mean, so I was making, I mean, we did the typical branding projects, right? It's a code your own website, design your own website, the intro to HTML, all CSS, all that stuff. And I actually really loved the branding aspect and the coding and the web aspect. Cool. And I still loved making visual stuff. Like I was like, cool, I'm going to go to figure drawing. And I like, this is amazing. You can study this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At that point, did you know what you wanted to do with a BFA? Like what you could do? I mean, honest, I mean, I I said this before, but I was just like, you know, in every, I don't know about you, but in college I was like, oh, am I going to get a job? The economy was really bad, right? Stuff had just crashed yep. when I went to school. I remember school. that. was for you yeah. guys, yeah. Well, actually, I didn't. Well, we went. We had a lot more to deal with than you did, man. <laughs> well, you dropped out. Yeah. Oh, you dropped out. It, that made it even worse. <laughs> yeah, you're like, great, didn't awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I went, I think my first year of college was during the crash. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, who knows, right? I, I literally would like look at jobs online and just be like, if I could get a job as like at an elementary school doing flyers, I would be so happy because I love this so much. You know, and like, that's all I thought. I was just like, cool, we'll do this. It's 
fine. I, I was just really into doing something that made me happy rather mm -hmm. than getting a business degree just because that's the right thing to do. So what ended up actually <laughs> happening? What ended up happening is, uh, so I was uh, dating someone at the time who got a job in the Bay Area. And it's like, I love the Bay Area. I have family there, not my immediate family, but extended family. Um, yeah, let me apply for a job. You know, first job I applied to, didn't realize, I mean, I knew that tech was out here. Uh, but first job I applied to, I got it and I was like, okay, cool, done, right? Growing up in this uh, recession era, I was like, awesome. So moved out here in 2011 right after I graduated and started working at Clout. Have you heard of Clout? Oh, I've heard of Clout. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So Ryan, that, do I know my Clout score? <laughs> yes, I know my Clout. Yeah, no, so that was a company. Actually? No. no, no, no. Yeah. So, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Let's, let's not. No, we can't. We can't. <laughs> we can't. What? Well, it's an interesting company and it's it not around anymore. I was there for a year and it was a uh, intense, small startup, right? And a little soured on the tech experience, still really loved design. But I was like, I, I, you know, I was kind of approached by someone doing more boutique design. He was based in Santa Cruz and we just kind of partnered and worked freelance on stuff. And I was like, I think I'm going to do this. And in like, Santa Cruz? Yeah, it was Color Kite uh, at the time. Uh, he renamed it. Uh, I think he is up in Oregon now. But okay. we were just kind of freelancing together. And I was like, this is, this is nice. Like... What kind of freelancing? Uh, so branding and web, uh, a lot of it, everything from print to actual uh, like marketing pages, landing pages, that kind of stuff. Were you burned on tech at that point? I wasn't burned on it, but I definitely I was like, I'm not going to go back unless it's something great, right? It's is unless you don't want to talk about it. Is yeah. that because of the intensity of a startup and like? that sort of work environment or was it something specific to yeah tech? i mean it wasn't tech itself i actually there were a lot of great companies uh i think clout was specifically interesting it wasn't the intensity of the startup environment it was just uh it was just i mean even the environment right the bullpen environment that was really hard for me like the office space open was floor like, plan open floor plan but like this was intense like every time you came in everyone could see you right yeah. just like uh, it was it was kind of crazy. What kind of work were you doing? Uh, I was doing both brand and products. Got yeah. It. So, I mean, we were like a four-person team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were doing everything, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I was learning. I was definitely the junior designer learning. Uh, yeah, but I was sort of like, you know, maybe I won't do tech. Yeah. Yeah. So then you just hopped out and freelanced. Yeah, with, yeah, under sort of the yeah. well, guidance, yeah, of someone more senior, worked with like some construction companies. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Did you have the same uh, experience with learning and growing as a designer doing that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that was what was great is I think the tech side taught me certain things about what businesses and users want, right? Designing with the user in mind. And I think the freelance side is more thinking about the client and what they want and convincing, be an advocate for the users <laughs> or the viewers. And it was, I learned so much from both ends. Okay, cool. Uh, were you still in San Francisco or did you move? Yeah, yeah. No, I was still here, still in San Francisco. Uh, but we would meet up with clients yeah. in their offices. Yeah. Cool. How long did you do that for? Um, About a year also. Yeah. Uh -huh, a pattern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a pattern. It's <laughs> weird. Almost it's very clean and neat for me. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then what? Almost like it was designed. <laughs> Almost like it was designed. It's weird. Actually, you know what's so funny is everything, every job I've gotten except for my first one has been 
uh, someone else being like, you want to work for me? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so that's what happened. Pinterest reached out. And at that time, they were three years old, just under 200 employees, I think. And I got an email from a recruiter. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I like Pinterest, but it's tech, you know, uh, I need to see the office. I need to meet the people. Like, I need to make sure this is like, I'm not going to sign up for anything that I have to do every day if it's not going to, if it's going to make me crazy, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, so I went in and I was like, oh, this is different. <laughs> you know, they're a little more established as a startup, even though they're three years old. The people were lovely and positive. The space was different. It was open floor plan, but they had sort of, it was open, but there was just more space. Hmm. The way it was uh, designed and set up was much more conducive for work. So I was sold. Okay. So what did you start out doing? So, yeah. So I joined the design team at that time was just the design team. When I started there, I was working on some brand stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I worked on some product stuff, like an in-product in uh, marketing platform. And I mean, I really run ran the gamut there from print pieces to product work. Did you have like one particular thing that you enjoyed more honed in on? Because I'm noticing each place is like brand, product, yeah. brand, product. Um, I actually really started falling in love with product there, mm -hmm. uh, but they actually had enough product designers. So I was working on a lot of brand stuff. Okay. Uh, did you want to be doing more product? Yeah. Yes. How, how did you approach that? A lot of it was talking to researchers to learn more. Like, this is interesting. Like, how can we solve this problem for our users rather than solving it from like a marketing or brand perspective? Like, what if we tried this? Like, I, I identified early on, like, God, it seems like a lot of the problems our users have is that they don't, they have a comprehension problem, that kind of thing. Uh, so I started there and talked to a few people and, it was difficult to get in and work on product, uh, but I got a few a few projects in. One, for example, is like unoff logged in a logged out home. Can I talk about this? Is this yeah okay? <laughs> is this too specific? No, this no, is great. great. Okay, yeah. So one of the things they we did was so for example, when you're you just log on to Pinterest.com and you're not you don't have an account, it just shows you that like a screen. The screen, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so it just like shows scrolling you, behind or whatever. Yeah, and we were talking about, and Facebook does this. You know, there's an, an opportunity there uh, for if you're signed in and then you sign out to actually have a different experience, right? So that's uh, off logged out home. Do you uh -huh. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You work yeah, at yeah. Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. I think most companies have like a yeah like signing or thanks for using us. Get the mobile app while you're on the go or something. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then we have like OTA, like over the air app install, yeah. right? That kind right. of thing. And so worked with someone else on the team to actually run some experiments and design a separate uh, ex uh, experience there, experiment there around actually comprehension, right? So a lot of people don't understand what they can do on Pinterest. So designing it specifically so when you sign out, you see a message around like, hey, you can shop on Pinterest now. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we have viable pins mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, if we've launched a certain product or they can just eventually have brand moments there if they launch any specific campaigns mm -hmm. with a very simplified, ideally what I think it would look like. Right. Right. You know, normally a very simplified uh, login on the right and ran some experiments to see if it actually increased signups, and it did. It did? So we got to launch it. Yeah, so that kind of fun stuff. Uh, yeah. When you said you had difficulties working on product, was that mm -hmm. internal? Like you like you did, you personally had mm -hmm. trouble just doing the work, or was it more external? Like yeah. there wasn't an infrastructure in place at Pinterest to yeah. support someone 
like kind of joining that side of, of building things? I would say it's both, right? I think that there's a learning curve. Like, I don't know about you, but I think when I went to school, design was just sort of like design, like a general design. Uh, I graphic could, design. Gra- yeah, graphic design. I right? think I think the only design course I took, there's there's an intro to mm-hmm. graphic design, which was like use Illustrator. And yeah. then there was <laughs> Photoshop. intro to visual culture, nice. which was like uh. the most like expanded course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, truly. So it was just like, I have this foundation in fine art, uh, foundation in graphic design, but you really don't learn product design until you're in a company. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, that's a learning curve, right? And you learn through experience. And I think I worked on projects that were really hard and it was like, oh, I need to think about this. I need to approach it this way, right? Uh, But then also internally, yeah, there's like definitely like personalities who like, I own this space, right? This is my baby. So I think it's both. Do you have advice or lessons that you came away with on mm-hmm. how to do that better? Just never work with Justin Edmund. Oh, no, no, no I'm Justin's kidding. the best. No, Hi, I, I completely agree. Yeah, no, Justin's amazing. He hasn't been there. Yeah, he's been there for a while, but he was great. Yeah, no, I remember I actually worked when I was working on one of the projects, I would like sit next to him on the couch and be like, is this right? Is this right? Yeah, he's amazing. Uh Anyway, so my advice for people trying to learn product like, design or we hear frequently in. from people yeah. in a very similar situation. Yeah. It's either I can do other design, I know how to use tools mm-hmm. for design, but I don't yeah. know how to get into product design. Yeah. As well as like there are some organizational barriers. Like yeah. what do I need to do to start shipping? Oh, away you at hear that? you hear about that? It's so interesting because I always Often. wonder if it's oh, oh yeah. that's so All interesting. I have friends who are in marketing and want to get into product design and concerned about like, well, what if I move up in the marketing org versus transferring over to product design, things mm-hmm. like that. That is really gratifying because I always thought it was just me. Nope. Uh, it always felt- It never is. That is interesting. Okay. No one's as special <laughs> as they think they are. Oh, <laughs> actually, I like that. I like that because it means I'm not crazy. Because sometimes I have these things where I'm like, am I crazy? Am I crazy? So I 100% agree. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. don't lay, don't laugh at me. Sometimes I just sit up at night talking to myself, asking if I'm crazy, <laughs> and I might be. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, there's that. But, the, but well, I guess, that's a separate thing. That's a separate thing. <laughs> right, that's right, a right. whole other thing. But yes, that, yes. That uh, but the barriers thing, right? It can be hard because you think like, wait, like, am I, should I have studied this? Wait, no, I couldn't have studied it. So yeah, it's experience. I think um, if someone tells you, my advice would be if someone tells you, no, you can't, you just say, fuck you. And you just do it, right? Because that's the only way you can learn. So I think if anyone tells you, oh, you're not a product designer, you say, fuck you, I'm going to do it. If someone tells you you're not good at that, you just keep doing it until you're good. I think that's my advice. What about uh, side projects or doing stuff outside of the office? Yeah, so I uh, currently or at that time? At that time. At that time, yeah. So I was uh, I did freelance on the side. I actually did some freelance for uh-huh. Sequoia. Um, I did some freelance for friends who were just, they didn't actually end up launching their app, but doing They some, never do, do they? Right, yeah. But it was actually good for <laughs> me. I was like, great, awesome. Pay me and I'll practice this, right? Practice uh, building some flows. Uh, and that helps a lot too. Um, but a lot of it is just not taking no for an answer, being humble enough to learn. And like having enough of a sense of self to be like, I'm learning. And if someone tries to tell you like, oh, you don't do this. This is my, like the gatekeepers. I always think of them as just realize that a lot of that is ego and it's not you. Uh, Yeah. Was the uh, unauthed Mm -hmm. 
walkout screen? Yeah. Is that the first sort of product thing you worked on at Pinterest? That was actually one of the last things I oh. did that I launched and was really happy about it because uh-huh. it was successful. One of the first up things- Up to the right metrics. Up into the right, yeah. Working with uh, running the experiment and being like, it works, it works. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the first things I worked on was an interesting brand product intersection. So- the marketing team wanted an in-product platform. So on Pinterest, it's all about curation, but the marketing team had no way to curate something themselves, right? We had our Pinterest profile. Is so You're laughing. My it just is like a funny problem to have. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We've built this amazing thing to curate, but shit, we can't curate stuff. It, no, exactly, right? And like, how do you build a story around that? Like, what does that look like in product? So it was kind of this weird got looped into it, half-baked. Like, I wasn't involved in the actual, like, ideation, the way I would run a product design sprint currently, right? It was sort of like, build this. And I was like, wait, why? Wait, why are we doing this, right? People from the marketing were like, do it. I'm like, wait, I'm confused. Like, okay, wait, what do you want? But it was great. It was a great learning experience, and it was brutal, right? Like, learning how approvals work, learning how I would approach a design in the future, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, learning to be like before I work for anyone ask them like wait why are we doing this and who are we designing it for because in the end you're responsible right you're responsible for the design decisions uh but it was such a good learning experience uh and we launched it and it actually did really well um, I'm not sure if it's still around uh, it was called pin picks uh but that was an intense intense experience what do you yeah. mean uh it was just like again I think you learned a lot about not only just design, but learning. And we all know this. Most of the majority, the hard part of design is presenting your design. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the hard part. Uh, yeah. Arguing for it, right? Communicating. Um, communicating. Yeah. Did you get good? Uh, I'd say now I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, well, and also learning like what kind of feedback to ask for in right. critique, right? And how to frame a critique. Like, here's the problem I'm trying to solve. Here's the feedback I need. Like it was trial by fire and I learned so much. Was Pinterest your first time working with a large design team? I, I guess think so. Cloud, yeah. You said it was four people. Yeah, four. Yeah. So this was the first big design team. Was and, there anything mm-hmm. that surprised you about that? Like going into some of the stuff like crit and mm-hmm. how do you convince other people of your ideas or communicate your ideas? <sighs> So surprised isn't the word. I actually love crit. I mean, I think out of Pinterest, we have like a really, you know, stupid, it's such a nerdy thing. But like, I think. Crintrist. 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 That'd be a good product. Weak. Weak. Hey, hey, it's an idea. Hey, that's what you don't do in crit. Two out of ten. You're the guy in crit that's a dick. (laughs) That's why Britain doesn't work at Pinterest. (laughs) Crintrist. No. We We can make it better. Yes, and. Right? Yes, and. See, that's the eternal optimism. Yes, and go back to Pinterest and start over. No, yeah, it's good. I like that. Uh, So, yeah, I guess I learned that the group can be way better than the whole. If you can, if, if, and only if you can interact with the group in a way that gets the the right answers to the questions you're asking. Uh Um, It can be very detrimental if the group focuses on the wrong thing. Do you remember what your first crit was like? Oh, God. (laughs) I remember sweating a lot. I'm an uh-huh. anxious person in general, and I'm socially anxious. Uh-huh. And I have, <laughs> I'm very introverted. I mean, and just in the sense that, like, I need a lot of alone time to regenerate. Like, I will be exhausted after this. So I think a lot of it was just me being like, I did this thing. He'd look at it. <laughs> People just being like, why? Uh-huh. Did we Tell hide me more. <laughs> 
Uh, I think that is actually a very interesting thing, like overcoming Mm -hmm. that because there are a lot of introvert designers and you have to put on a different like communication style, a different personality a little bit in those moments. Oh, totally. Well, learning again, like learning, like, wait, like how when the conversation doesn't go the way you want it to. And you're like, wait, no, you're talking about the wrong thing. Like, oh, this is so frustrating. And then you get feedback. They're like, go do that. And you're like, wait, no, that's fucking everything up. You're not thinking about the current, the original problem. Right. You learn that, hey, that's on you. You need to structure it. It's not anyone else's fault, but your own. And yeah, I learned a lot there. I always try and keep in mind, like, if I leave a crit frustrated at bad feedback, yeah. it's because I did a bad job of you, getting You feedback. asked for the wrong feedback. Yeah, I mean, that's the huge thing, right? It's taking responsibility and being like, oh, cool. Like, I need to know what I want right. out of this crit. Yeah. Uh, so how long did you stay at Pinterest? Uh, two and a half years, a little under two and a half years. You broke the trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great. It was amazing, uh, especially at a company that was growing mm-hmm. so quickly and having so much success. Uh it was just a blast that flew by. So why did you leave? I, You know, it's so interesting. So James and I had worked on a project, Sequoia, and he's like, you know, I'm starting this design fellows program. He already had it up and running. He's like, I think you should apply. It's like, yeah, but it's Pinterest, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then I think as the company grew, it became harder and harder to, again, ship work, right? More, more layers on top of you, you know, you just become more constrained, right, in what you can actually do. And he kept knocking at my door and was like, you should apply, you Mm -hmm. should apply. And I was like, I think I'm going to apply. Uh, And I got it. What was the sell for being a fellow? Uh, That I'd be doing product design. (laughs) (laughs) That was the main thing? Yeah. I mean, he was like, I think you're an incredible designer and I want you to help me make money for my companies. Like, who wouldn't want to work with someone who feels that way about you? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, and when he explained specifically what we would be doing, and then I was frustrated enough with not having being able to move as quickly as I'd like to. It's like, yeah, it was actually a perfect transition. And so that would have that brings us basically to now. If you've only been there for six months, yeah, yeah, I haven't been working that long. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was, that's the, this is the thing. I didn't plan any of this. It's just been lucky. This, the Bay Area is uh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what has been the most surprising thing about getting to do what you wanted to do uh, on a more regular basis? Uh, in terms of product design? Yeah. So th- uh, how happy I am? Yeah. <laughs> no, really. I'm was surprised what, by how. Was it what you thought it would be? Yeah. I mean, it's exactly, I'm so, it's. You seem really upset. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you I seem, I seem generally unhappy graphic. person, pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. angsty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's actually the biggest thing I'd say is just like being able, just being happy when you're finally doing what you're really passionate about and what you love. Uh, I guess it's just like going into work and working with amazing people. Jen and James are like incredible and just creating amazing solutions and working with great companies and going home, going to bed and being like, oh, this is fulfilling and amazing. Yeah. That's a good place to be. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do outside of Sequoia? Yeah. Uh, I love fine art. I love products, uh, but I also love illustration. Uh, so on the side, I freelance and I do illustration or animation um, for clients. And then I also do my own things, uh, which I've gotten back into uh, I kind of shied away from it for a long time because, again, the thing with like people like, oh, well, you're just an illustrator. Oh, you're just, you know, whatever. But ever since I've been doing more product design, it's been a really cool way to like 
balance that out with some illustration. Uh, so like I've done the 100 Days Project with the patterns, which has been fun. Did it or did <laughs> half of it? Hey, <laughs> I, I have a two-week pause. I am still planning to continue. Can you I tell had, me a little more about that? Because actually yeah. the patterns are freaking awesome. Thank but you. But they're all I'm, blue. So what, yeah. why blue? Oh, it's God. a pattern. It's a pattern. Oh. I guess I wanted it. It's an overarching I mean, pattern. <laughs> it's a pa- hey, there's a pattern. Oh. The pattern is that it's blue. Oh, gosh. I guess, oh, I don't know. I like that color. Why did you choose to do patterns for 100 days? I l- always love patterns. I mean, so this is one thing that I will say. Like, Pinterest does a great job of helping you understand what you like. So I was looking at some of my boards, and I was like, <laughs> shit, I pin a lot of patterns. I should just do some patterns. And I had learned online in college like how to make a repeating pattern which is you you draw something and then you cut it into quarters and then you rearrange the sides and then you fill in the extras and then there's your pattern repeating and I was like that's so cool and I would do that but then I got distracted by other graphic design stuff I was like I should I should just do this right challenge myself and try to do something very different every time and it's been really fun (laughs) like just like with my Wacom tablet yeah how do you come up with them? Because it's like everything from realistic characters to just yeah. lines. Or I guess, uh, again, not trying to plug Pinterest, but I... I think you've done that enough. I've so done it enough. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you make <laughs> yeah. up another reason? No, I know. But this is, it's real. It's real. Uh, I'm not just making it up. I would go through my boards and just be like, what do I want to draw? What do I like? And I was interested in like pushing myself and being like, you need to make this as varied as don't just do dots every time. So I would choose, like, I love Mary Blair. So I did, like, the mermaids and be like, what would that look like as mermaids? Uh, Mary Blair is this amazing illustrator from the 60s and Disney. And then I'd be like, okay, well, let's do something photorealistic or ish, ish, not photorealistic. That's dumb. But something more or then something more abstract, right? Mm-hmm. Like textural line work. I've always loved lines, even before kind of the dribble line craze. I've loved, I loved lines. The dribble lines. line craze? Hey, that's a thing. Come on, lines are a trend. I don't know what trend. you're talking about. Lines are a trend. Thick strokes. Thick strokes, line design, uh, s- like single weight line uh-huh. artwork. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, li- I liked uh, line before it was a thing. You that's are my hipster line. such a hipster. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, but not in a trendy way, but just like... <laughs> This sounds horrible. Trend, oh my god! Pattern. I see where this is going. Uh, this is oh the worst. Man. Not oh doing man, a good job. You're calling yourself out. Line hipster Alexander. <laughs> so Bob. I'm the worst. Line hipster. Can we redo my intro? So I was like, "Hi, my name's Alex." And Should I'm we just the start worst. over? I'm the worst. We can just start the whole thing. There over. you go. Podcast but, done. No, we, I'm the worst. We know that all designers yeah. are the worst. It's oh my designers, god. Colon, designers: colon the worst are people. Horrible. I saw this guy <laughs> in Soma. And he had a pin on his backpack that said more white space. And I just hated him with such a passion. And I and it's it's really just self-hatred. I didn't hate him. I hated myself. <laughs> I, I hated what we become. I understood. Like I I was like, I am you and I hate myself. Anyway. Someone tweeted uh <laughs> drop shadows, not bombs. Oh oh, that's a that's a tweet. And a, that that is a tweet. <laughs> that's something you could tweet. That's one that tweet. tweet. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's good. On a related <laughs> note. <laughs> Segway. Yeah. So you're using Pinterest as well for. Should we get Segway pins? Segway. I like that. Dot, yes. dot, dot, Segway, dot, dot, dot. Do it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Segway. Segway. Pinterest. <laughs> uh, we cut you off making fun of 
Uh, it was me. a segue. It wasn't a making. <laughs> we asked you a question, though. We made fun of you, so let's ask that question again. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know, I, I've had enough. Uh, we can move on. We can move on. Good, good, good. Uh, you also do animation, mm-hmm. illustration, mm-hmm. patterns. Yeah. How do you find the time? What are you doing? Uh, drugs? No. Oh. No, I wish. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, um, not much better. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually don't. Not doing drugs. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I feel like I don't do a lot of things compared to people around me. So that's interesting that you say that. Because, uh, like, uh, my boyfriend works at Pixar, and I am friends, good friends with Ash, and she does, like, a billion things. And they're just, like, producing movies in their spare time and, like, making podcasts. And I'm like, I drew a picture. So to me, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing enough. So I don't know. I guess I schedule things on my iCal, right? I block out time. iCal. Sick hobby. Hey, that's a thing. Again, another thing you can do. But I mean, just making time for stuff in general, like being like, oh, it's on my schedule. I'm doing that pattern tonight. I have it blocked off. I'm going to get that annoying reminder and I'm going to feel bad about myself if I don't do it. Do you feel a pressure to make a lot of stuff? Not a pressure, especially since I'm like weird about sharing. I don't share a lot of the stuff that I do. And I've always been kind of like. Why? Oh, God. This is like a, that's going to turn into a weird therapy session. Therapy session. Therapy. I like the therapy bumper. We have a music, like, we have music for this segment Good. of the show because we always get to this. Yeah. Do oh. therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it comes into being an introvert and being, uh, some people love sharing. Like, I'm so jealous. They just like share, share, share. Uh, it's so hard. It's hard to share. Yeah. Right? Okay, thank you. But we do it anyway. We do it anyway. Well, some people, I feel like, love it and it comes more naturally. Those people are broken inside. Thank you. (laughs) I was jealous, but now I don't feel bad because they're broken inside. Probably self-consciousness. And a lot of it, especially up to this point, has been like, there's so much more I want to learn. So I didn't feel like I was had anything to contribute as much as I was just soaking in uh, the works of others and learning from them. That's very common. Okay. Thank you. I'm sure. Yeah, you guys have lots of insight. Is that a common? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you've talked to so many very people. insightful people. No, I mean, in terms of like you've talked to oh, everyone. Oh, so yeah, I'm sure yeah. you like see these themes. No, right? yeah, we talked to yeah. everyone and then we got to you last. So, well, yeah, I know. It, I would be. It's right? very common, but also yeah. painted by my own bias because mm, I feel the same mm-hmm. way. Is like there's things you want to share, but then you look at the person next to you that's doing way cooler shit and you're like, ah, yeah. I don't really want this next to their stuff. Yeah, there's yeah, there's totally that. And also I feel like I mean especially since I have like this product designer at my core, it's like wait, why like why would someone want to see this, right? Like why is this worth sharing? <laughs> like I don't like the selfie thing, I don't do selfies that kind of stuff. It's like why wait, why would someone want to see that? Like I agree. Right, I mean, I'm not saying I think it's awesome actually. I think it's good that people do it, but for myself, I just have that always runs through my filter of like what is this adding to someone? Like why do they give a shit? Do you use Snapchat? I don't. Nice. No, <laughs> that's that's good. Off I guess. to a good start. <laughs> okay. Is that I like mean, you better already? <laughs> good. Thank you. I haven't used Snapchat for a few years. They're doing some cool stuff, but I, I should download it again. Uh, I will say they are doing better. Oh yeah. I mean, they're, just in terms of like, I mean, I think that the, it's genius that they do the QR code on the profile pictures. That is, come on, that's genius. I was like, why does this brand have another brand on top of their like Twitter avatar? And I was like, oh wait, it's, Twitter's for brands. Well, no, but literally, like changing, they literally have you change 
your avatar to this QR code that's a negative space image of their logo. That is genius. Like their logo's everywhere. And I was like, what is happening? It's good. They do some interesting stuff from an objective standpoint. So questioning the value that it would give to other people to share yeah. things, is that something you see going away over time? Like mm. someday you'll you'll be experienced enough to share something worthy or like? Oh, it's there- interesting you say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the 100 Days Project was a good way to start getting right. over it. But you made a separate Instagram account for Well, it. that was also just because that was part of the parameters. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I also thought it'd be cool to see it all in one place. Okay. Uh, and not spam people who didn't want to see it. But again, yeah, it's being like, okay, people who follow me on Instagram, which is like a person, it's like three people who want to see my stupid pics from Harry Potter worlds. <laughs> you know, I thought it'd be interesting to have a separate account. You where... just got a new follower. Hey, thank I you. I want to see Harry Potter hey, world. Hey, I went there. How was it? It was cool. But it was also just like full of people I that so, weren't wizards. So <laughs> Shit. Muggles. 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 Yeah, it was hard. It was hot and there were fires in LA. Oh, man. And so everything, every picture I took is just like weirdly red and smoky. But it was cool. Yeah. Okay. So you are finding avenues. Yeah. Well, I mean, to start I think, breaking that ice a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think the sheer volume of the 100 Days Project, especially at the beginning when I was really doing it every day, it was like, you just got to get one out. You just have to do it. And if it's dumb and horrible, whatever, there will be another one tomorrow and just get over yourself. <laughs> Right. And then also having a separate account for it helped me because I was like, if someone's following, I'm not bothering them. They want to see it's my It's basically a stuff. podcast. Hey, is it? This <laughs> you is how do, you you do a hundred about... of them, but you have to keep doing them because you already said you would. Totally. Yeah. No, it's actually that. You're like, shit, I promised. And now we're ambient. 156 in. Yeah. I haven't missed a one. I actually wow, haven't job. missed one. I often wonder uh, there's projects that don't have an explicit end date. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a whole other problem in itself. Like mm. the 100-day project's interesting because when you hit yeah. 100, you've told yourself, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And then after that, maybe you have some new experiences that you carry forward. Mm-hmm. But like for- You make a pattern of trophies. Yeah. I'm thinking books, merch, right? <laughs> merch, got to cash in on I'm those I'm going to make some money. Uh-huh. Sure. Have you actually thought about that? People keep bringing it up. Well, so people were like, where can I buy this? Where can I buy this? It's like, huh, you would give me money for this. Uh, yeah, so it's cross my Wallpaper. Mind. People say wallpaper, uh, pillows. People want wrapping paper. Shirts. People ask for a lot of shirts. Shirts with pocket tees that have the pattern. Sure. Or All just the pattern everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I would like a full body suit of some just people, this pattern. Yeah. Some, I need yes, something quieter. That's the thing. Okay. See? Will you please I'm learning. Just I'm doing research. A onesie? A onesie. You, yeah, I've gotten all kinds of requests. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. People would pay money. Yeah. But that wasn't the intent that I had going in at all. Um, you have been at the Sequoia Creative Labs. <laughs> Sequoia Works. <laughs> the Sequoia. I'm going to struggle the with Sequoia this tree. for forever. Um, really, it's just a Sequoia tree. You've been it's off not... of the Muir Woods for about Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't specify that. It's just a tree. It's not actually the company. I'm just hanging out in a tree. No. It's a creative lab in a sequoia tree. It's just it's me great. hanging out in a tree. Um, They're office-sized. Yeah. So I I did a little research, oh. which I don't normally do. Oh, God. It's called stalking. No, no, no. Not on you. On the the Design Fellows Program. And oh, it yeah. says it lasts for seven to nine months. Yeah. Is that true? Um, Around there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's loose, but yes. So- you're at six. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share a little bit about like 
where you're at and what you're thinking is if yeah. like seven to nine is where they want something yeah. to change, what happens next? Yeah. So I've been talking to, I've had some recruiters talking to them, making the right choices. It's all secret. Um, but yeah, thinking about next steps and moving into a more uh, experienced product design role. But it's not, is it at a Sequoia portfolio company or does it matter? Can you just um, go do it? It can be or it doesn't have to be. There you go. That's a diplomatic answer I expected. She's like, I'm not going to talk about it. It's and not you're required. like, but where is it? I can't tell you where it is. Uh, oh, no, I'm, yet. Not, I'm not worried about that. I haven't made any commitments. No, that's fine. Uh, talking to a few people. Uh, but yeah, so it's not a requirement. Like, I'm not locked in. Like, you have to work at one of our companies. Like, you have to go work at Google or something. No, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's more just like we have these connections. We can introduce you. Mm-hmm. Or we've been talking to people outside of it. And there's a lot of great companies right now so i'm I'm just curious because you've had uh a bad tech experience (laughs) and then you did like i guess small agency freelance kind of thing freelance on side and then another good tech experience like what's your criteria as you start looking at Mm. the next few months uh team 100 percent team i think i can not even one percent product what if there's no team Okay. <laughs> so that, many okay. questions. Let Answer me, them let all. Let me revise my percentages. Uh, okay. Please be technical. Yeah, I'm not good. Okay, the math thing, no. Uh, so product, obviously, I need to believe in the product, right? Like, that's a given. So that's obviously number one. I can't work on something, go in every day and be like, but I hate this. Like, that makes the hard days so much worse. I think the hard days when you're working on something you love, like Pinterest, like I, I genuinely was a user before I worked there. Uh, it makes it easy. You get to the hard days faster because you're like, but I believe in this. Uh, so obviously that's number one. But I think I realized like your team is everything. Uh, so I'm really interviewing teams right now. It's like, who am I going to be working with every day? What is this process like? What is their approval process like? Like, how are they just decent people? Are they nice? Like, but which people are more decent? Which people who, are nicer? How decent are you? You were the most decent team I found, so I choose you. Yeah, I mean, no, really. I mean, that's genuinely. I realize like that's the most important uh, part of a job for me is just working with like cool people who are chill, no politics, nice. Ooh, no politics. Yeah. That's hard to find, right? It's not hard to find, but I think if your company's set up in a way and your culture set up in a way that enables politics to not grow, that is a plus. I did not say that the right way, but I hope uh, you get the idea. I got the gist. Okay. I'm curious though, like one critique I've heard of interviewing at tech companies mm-hmm. is it's like this best foot forward kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then only when you join, do you really see how things work? Like, yeah. how do you identify when the team is genuinely good and decent versus like kind of putting on a show for a potential new hire? Because we know that designers are hard to hire. Get them all yeah. drunk. Get them all drunk. I always <laughs> that say you answer? need to be. No, no. I require a three drink <laughs> minimum for when I talk to anyone. Uh, no. Three drink, three drink minimum interviews? Yeah. You all have to have three drinks in you and I'm stone sober. Uh, <laughs> when I walk in, I expect you have <laughs> yeah. at least three shots in you. There better be a lot of empty bottles. Uh, no, that would be a good uh, plan though. No, I mean, what I've been doing actually is embracing the bad. So actually asking uh what could be improved? Like, what could I help with here? And what are like, what are your bad days like? Because the reality and helping people be comfortable with that, I found when I'm talking to companies who are interested in bringing me on is just saying like, listen, there's bad 
at every company and there's nothing to be ashamed about right it's that what is it called like the improvement mindset uh or progress i'm, I'm constructive constructive mindset what do they call it uh but it's this idea that it's like nothing's ever perfect, right? And as long as you can just be like, yeah, things are fucked sometimes, and that's cool. We could acknowledge when that happens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Silicon Valley. Everything's perfect here. <laughs> Everything's perfect. Have you listened to our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, I found that uh, actually, yeah, the best teams and the best companies are the ones that aren't like, we're perfect. They're the ones that are like, no, things get messed up, but we can acknowledge when they're messed up and then we make it better, right? That's. Teams who are open make a world of difference. Yeah, well, people can just be like, oh, yeah, I messed up or that was the bad structure or wrong structure. And OK, we're going to fix it. Right. No big deal. Like that is huge. That's what I want. But I think that teams that are like, oh, everything's perfect and beautiful and wonderful. There's a motivation to be like, everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. And if there's ever a problem, they're like, no, everything's perfect. It's like the this Kool-Aid thing. Right. That's where the problems are. The problem isn't if there's flaws because there's always going to be flaws. It's how you approach the flaws. So does that's this, what I'm looking for. So does this come out over multiple conversations or like can you do you think you can suss that out in one conversation with a company? I have found that individuals will be pretty honest if you phrase it that way. I don't think it's something that people offer up again, like critique. You learn to ask the right question because you learn to f you learn what you want, right? That's a lot of what designer what being a designer is, is learning what kind of answers you're looking for, not priming them, but being like, this is this is the takeaway I want. So if you make I find if I make someone who's trying to recruit me comfortable with like, listen, like I just want to know, I want to know the good, but I also want to know like what is hard here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm cool with it. And you're not like if you say something, you're not scaring me away. You're not scaring me away at all. Like, in fact, you'll scare me away if you say everything's cool and you make them comfortable with that. I find that one on one individuals would be, actually be very honest, which is surprising as honest as they can be. Yeah. But I would say to other people, maybe start doing that more. If we can start do, talking more about the flaws, it will be less of something that people feel they need to like lie about or cover up at first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned at the beginning of our episode mm -hmm. that uh, you're doing the friction studies, but you're mm -hmm. also interested in user comprehension. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say that came up at, at Pinterest, kind of my interest in it initially. Your interest at Pinterest? My pin, yeah, that's puns. Good pun. I haven't heard it before. I am not surprised. That was sarcasm. I'm pretty clever. Yeah, you're yeah. good. <laughs> so... I think one of the interesting things, we have some amazing researchers at Pinterest, and as, as issues would arise with uh, why users weren't behaving in a certain way, something that I probably came up through reading their research and then just doing my own sketching was like, it's not that people don't want to use the product, it's actually that they don't know how. There's two things, how and actually how I'm going to use it and why I'm going to use it. It can be a little open-ended, right? Right, yeah. But a lot of the thing is like to get someone to download it, you need to answer the why question. Why would I use this? What problem is this product solving for me? And then how do I use it, right? Once, I mean, no one uses a tool that makes their life harder. You use a hammer because it makes it easier to nail a nail <laughs> yes. laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, but, this is but, true. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's actually, yeah. but it's amazing how many people who aren't designers, like founders, don't think of it that way. Uh, so it, it was kind of like, oh shit, like if you approach a lot of design with like that in mind, uh, beyond just the pixels of like using hierarchy and really thinking through your iconography and your palette to help the user understand exactly 
how they can be solving their problem with your products, you can solve, you can get crazy retention, which I think we've proven through some of our experiments at Sequoia. Uh, you can solve a lot of like drop-off issues. Um, anyway, it's is, just, yeah. Is the most common problem the the why, like getting that initial downloaded or is it the how after they've downloaded it, like you've somehow sold them that you're gonna solve a problem for them and then now you have to actually help them do that? I think that depends product to product, right? So a good example, Pinterest I think is the, the big question there is why? For a lot of people, why and how? Certain people, certain demographics, why am I going to use this? What am I seeing? What's the point? Other demographics, uh, how do I use it? What is a pin? You know, which is actually really common. I mean, we don't do a good job of explaining that for a lot of people. For something like PlanGrid, where we were working at, people understand why they want to use it. What's PlanGrid? So PlanGrid is a company that we did an uh, audit for. Uh, and they're a construction company. So it's basically, long story short, did you know bringing this archaic process of these heavy sheets uh, into the cloud, right? And live updating like Dropbox for construction or Google Docs for construction, where you can collaborate on plans real time, which construction, I mean, that industry does not have it. So people want it. They're dying, they're knocking down the door for this product. So the why isn't so much of a question. Uh, what came up was the how. When they get into, people are downloading it, but they were dropping off. So we figured like, okay, we need to make a better case of like how you use this. So what did you do? We redesigned it. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's a stupid question. I mean, that's a stupid answer. No, that's uh, not a stupid answer. I think yeah. that's often like- No, it was a stupid question. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. It was a good question. Thanks. How did yeah. you approach the problem? Like, okay, all these mm -hmm. people are downloading it, but now they'd never use it. What do we do? Yeah. Uh, a lot of it, we, we started with actually some user empathy. So thinking through who's actually using it, who's deciding that this is the tool that we're using, and then how are they using it, right? We, we defined some personas, which people will do, and we realized the person that we're really trying to target uh, is the GC, the general contractor. And if we can get them on board, then we can get their whole team on board. So we really started designing for this specific person. And then we started thinking through, okay, how can we help? What does this person want to do, right? They either want to upload sheets or they want to uh, update sheets. Those are really the two functions. So we need to make that as easy and clear as possible and everything else is secondary or tertiary. Uh, so really revamping the hierarchy and then looking in, you know, the actual interface of the editing tool and revamping the hierarchy there. So it was just very way more clear, like your editing tools are on the right, right? And your uh, navigation is top left and just like just simplifying stuff, right? So that uh, you do a lot of that guesswork for the user, I guess. Being a design fellow at Sequoia, do you get to follow up on that? Or is it treated more like a client job where like you've shipped mm -hmm. a solution and then they run with it? Or do you actually get to like be involved in the We'll iterations? follow up with it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think we'll be following up with them soon and figuring out. Uh, we presented a few weeks ago, uh, which was amazing. Um, I think we'll be following up with them and uh, helping them out. Yeah. How did you guys think at Pinterest about the why? I think that one's interesting. Because everyone, yeah. from the stories I've heard, people come up with the craziest reasons to use it. Yeah. I'd say a lot of that fell on the brand team, the why, uh, thinking through mm, the messaging, right? Um, and then they would present that to the product team. Uh, but a lot of it was like, 
I think, growth-based at the time I was there. So it was trying to capture new audience segments. Uh, so a lot of it was like defining, again, personas that they want to capture and creating messaging uh, that would reinforce you know, the use of the app, right? So a lot of it was like, oh, it's it's a positive uh, product that helps you plan for the future, right? It's about everyday creativity and then trying to help the product back that up. I don't think it was as tight as it could be, but they're definitely going in the right direction. Got it. So it was, it started with brand, yeah. worked its way through product. I'd say the story definitely starts in brand. And then, yeah. That, that seems was, to make sense for the why yeah. question as well. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. And how is product, but... I think that there's definitely a way, I think that both teams should be inputting equally, yeah. Awesome. Um, our last question is always, what keeps you up at night? Oh God, bills, <laughs> bills, rent is so expensive uh -huh. in San Francisco, you guys. Uh -huh. uh, no, it's fine. Um, what keeps me up at night? I guess it's just, uh, what's what's going to make me happier even happier even though i'm happy how uh -oh. do i happiness isn't enough <laughs> uh what else can i do i mean i think the biggest thing is i did so much in so little time and did not expect to do it and didn't seek it out that a lot of it is like well what next like well okay cool i'm here now this is great like what else am i doing like, how am i going to learn the next thing I guess, yeah, learning the next, learning the new thing, learning more things. <laughs> What's the next thing? That's why it keeps her up at night. She doesn't know. Exactly. I'm like, what is the next thing? I guess I just want to, I just want to learn all of the things, learn all the things always. I want to, I want to read every blog and I want to. Careful. Hey, I know. <laughs> you well, said not, learn. <laughs> yeah. That's those, hey, there's those good blogs out there. Those two don't go together, do they? I'm sorry. I want to read every newspaper. No, 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 no. That's not the right way. No, no, no. Just avoid Brian's blog. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that one. Don't read my shit. I'm going to read it now. Don't. I said every blog. Uh, no, but I just want to, I want to find out what people are doing. You know, uh, I think what's so fun about design is how fast it moves. Uh, it's amazing. It's changed so much in like five years. Uh I guess that's what keeps me up at night is just what's next and what other, what someone else is doing and how I can iterate on that. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. This Thanks was really fun. Yeah. Thank you for the wine. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> small wins. Yeah. Small wins every day. Oh my God. That episode was so much fun. Thank you to Alex for coming and hanging out with us. That was hilarious. She's super nervous beforehand, but she fucking killed it. That was a great episode. Hit us up with your thoughts. We're on Twitter at DesignDetailsFM. Uh, if you want to chat with us in our Slack team, that's at spec.fm slash Slack. And if you're listening and you've been enjoying the show, we would love to ask just one small favor, and that is to leave us an iTunes review. Every review helps us move up the charts, helps new designers like you discover the show, uh, and it helps us grow. And of course, we also love reading the feedback and critique and comments in those reviews. So if you have thoughts for us, that's a great place. Otherwise, on Twitter at DesignDetailsFM. And of course, before we go, be sure to check out Wayno at wayno.co. They're an agency here in San Francisco that sponsor the work we do at Design Details. We can't appreciate them more for making this kind of work possible. And they just want to sponsor and tell you to check out their website. They have awesome case studies on their website. Ueno.co is their website. And if you're looking for a new gig, want to level up, they're hiring. Click the careers link in their header. Tell them we sent you. And if you're ever in the Bay Area, come hang out with us. They have a happy hour every Friday night. And you can learn more by following them on Twitter, wayno.co spelled out. 
And there'll be a link in the show notes. See you on Wednesday. We had two really good business ideas already. What was the Airbnb first Airbnb for dogs. Well, kind of already exists. Oh, it does? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Airbnb for cats and then Airbnb um, for Outstack cats. Bakehouse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I wish that would come up naturally in the episode somehow. Cats' guest reviews would be terrible, though, because they're so, like, like this was an asshole. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't Everyone, even talk to me. All, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't talk to me. Stayed in his room the whole we time. We invited it to dinner, but it just, it just hissed at us. Stayed <laughs> under the bed forever. Very chill. Don't even know if it's a cat anymore. <laughs> it's just gone. Dead. Yeah, dead. It left dead. into the shadow dimension and yeah. is gone. The upside down. Yeah. <laughs>